off the chain, they be throwing me bones Man, y'all be throwing games, I'm on a quest for the throne Dope looks to my teams, got these puppies and cones A lone wolf, a top dog, make me feel like I'm home And um, imagine I'm braggadocious at times but man, it feels good to be paying before the players prime It ain't a crime, they're just McGruffin' the grind Took a couple of rhymes to show you nothing but shine huh. Matter of fact, let me explain who they are Rambler man Chris hits efficiency hard Karen keeping these fellas level at par Adam might disagree, but it's a challenge when he are Views, check the views, dogs on top like Snoopy Spike on our opponents, the tune got them loony Owning y'all dogs, the Pluto to our goofy They the duty, kicking back, eating snacks like Scooby D-double-D, we will bring you the crown Evaluating teams, listen up and sit down Dynasty pods, a dime a dozen for now You'll see when we take your take back to the pound Go. Welcome to Top Dog Dynasty Today is Tuesday, April 20th. I'm your host, Chris Vanek, and with me, as always, Mr. Adam Wilson. Hey, hey. You can follow us on Twitter at Top Dog Dynasty, and I'm at FF Crusher. What's up, Adam? Well, I had a busy day today, and it was probably better than yours. <laughs> Not because sure of anything that happened to me. So, okay. So hopefully we can get through this recording. Uh, for everyone out there, Chris had issues with his internet service provider. And I was on the phone with them several times, and it was not fun. <laughs> to the point where when I called you, I could tell that something was wrong in your voice. And oh then you God. said you dealt with customer service at the internet company, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I know all about this. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to my life. This is my life every day, it seems. So... Uh. And it, it took me half a day away from my actual job to deal with that stuff, too. So Amazing how that works, huh? And then on top of that, I'm here in Colorado Springs dealing with snow, and my girlfriend is in Cancun sending me pictures of the beach. Wait a minute. Also, <laughs> that's interesting, because my girlfriend's going to Florida this weekend. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> uh well, and, and you know it's funny. And you know it's funny. I go, it's, so you're just going on vacation, and she's like, "Yeah." I go, "Hmm," and I can just do this, and she's like, "Yeah." I go, "Well, I'm going the next weekend," and she's like, "What? You, oh, okay. Like, where are you going?" I go, "My couch, NFL draft," and then you know, you can come out to Colorado Springs. I got an eye roll for that. I, <laughs> I probably should. So, all right. Yeah. So today's show, uh, we want to talk all about the quarterbacks, baby. Um, a lot of quarterback talk, but before we get into that, there's one uh, piece of news that I want to cover. James Conner finally signing, headed to Arizona. So we know that Kenyon Drake is no longer there. They had Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin, but you kind of expected that they were going to add someone else to that backfield. They get a guy that was a top six running back a couple years ago, and they get him at a fairly cheap price. I think it was 1.75 million. I saw a poll asking, and I went back to look for it and I couldn't find it, but they were asking who people thought the card leading rusher would be for 2021. Mm -hmm. And I believe Edmonds was leading the poll. Connor was uh, kind of a close second. And then a random rookie, whoever they would bring in would be, was like a distant third. Adam, I want to ask you, how do you see this backfield playing out for 2021? So I'm, I mean, I'm probably higher on Connor than most people, but I, I mean, I think that you have to 
you know, take it with, I don't know, a grain of salt or, or, or whatnot. I don't know that there's a huge difference between him and Edmonds. Like, I think Edmonds is, Edmonds probably isn't as good as Connor, but I mean, uh, you, I, I think the way to look at it is even if you don't think that there is a, a big gap talent wise, or you do, it, it's probably, you know, if you do for, you know, the Connor side, um, it's probably the, the, the injury history of Connor probably, you know, it, and I, and I know we can't predict injuries, but you know, I, I think that that's at least enough to keep them kind of neck and neck. So, yeah. um, like I said, I like Connor a little bit more than most people. At the same time, I'm still not worried. You know, like I, I, I don't know for sure that he's just going to take that job and just keep it. Um, and and you know, the injury thing is is a real thing, and it all is. it takes is one game, and then Edmonds comes in and does really well, and he you know eats into eats into the carries from there on out, or you know maybe Edmonds just straight out wins it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different outcomes. I know that I'm not like planting my flag on it. Um, I would expect Connor to be the starter there, but wouldn't surprise me if he was just a backup or, you know, a, a platoon running back situation. I mean, you do have Edmonds. He is in, um, he has been in that Kingsbury system. I was a little bit surprised that, that, uh, that Connor went out there though. Um, yeah. I kind of, I, I think we talked on the last episode, uh, or maybe it was the one before, um, I kind of expected him just back in Pittsburgh. I mean, there's not a huge market for these running backs. Like they're not going to go and make a ton of money. Right. Um, and they're not and with the available running backs out there right now. I mean, you know, you, you're basically if, if you come out with a huge price tag, they're just going to move on to someone else. Because, I mean, honestly, what's the difference on a one year deal or a two year deal? What's the difference between Connor and Gurley? Is Connor better? Probably. Um, is it a huge gap? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. So, um, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Are, are, are you, are you, did, did this cement anything for you? No, it didn't cement anything. Um, I, I do like Edmonds and I have him on a few teams, but I also expected them to bring someone in, uh, mm-hmm. whether that was in free agency or during the draft. So I never thought that he was going to be a guy that was going to, you know, see a lion's share of the work. Yeah. Um, so there was always going to be someone there. Uh, but Connors is a guy that, you know, he's, he's done it before. So um, I think Connors is going to definitely get a lot of opportunity. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity in, you know, short yardage goal line work. So maybe that takes away some of, the top side of Edmonds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I think, you know, again, we don't know, but I, I think, I, I don't think that there's anything definitive that no. happened. Right. Like that, that's the thing that I can say, like, you know, people always want to say, Oh, they signed this player and he's going to be the starter there. And I don't know that this is one of those signings. Like last year, we knew that Gurley went to Atlanta and Gurley was going to be the right. starting running back there. Like, I don't, I don't know that with this. Um, yeah, if it stays as is, I I could see like a fifty fifty split, mm-hmm. but they could also bring in another rookie too. So, yeah. So, what do you think it does for the Pittsburgh part of this? I would expect them to bring in a rookie. I yeah, mean, they've like- they've had cap considerations to deal with, and you know, Connor signing at one point seven five million definitely is not a lot. But 
they have continued to draft rookies every year and uh, they could just continue on with that. Yeah, I think I think it actually says a lot about, you know, their feelings on him. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, if he was healthy all the time, I I mean, I I keep bringing up the injury, but I I think it is a thing. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, like, I, I think it, what it says is, you know, they're not really happy with bringing Connor back if he's going to be injured and having to platoon these other guys. Like, what's the difference in bringing in another rookie and then having the guys that you have, Snell and McFarland or whatnot, and, and Samuels, um, or, you know, having, having a rookie with them or having Connor? I think you kind of almost roll the dice with a rookie. Now, it, when do they pick a running back? I don't know. You know, I don't know if they pick one high. Um, I don't know if they, you know, they wait till day three again and just roll with what they have. I would be shocked if that happened. But, you know, is this a landing spot now for like a Najee Harris or, or you know, one of the Etienne or something like that? that? That would be interesting, which also would impact, you know, rookie drafts for us. For sure. Uh, I think they they've seen the economics of the running back marketplace, and I think that's why they just continue to draft rookies every season. I, it's very smart, and I hate the Steelers. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so let's talk quarterbacks. I think we're going to spend some time here. We want to talk strategy uh, around drafting quarterbacks. Um, so, what I guess better place to start than startup drafts? Yeah. So we know the value of quarterbacks varies greatly uh, between one quarterback leagues versus super flex leagues versus two quarterback leagues. So I'm going to ask kind of two questions in one here. How do you value them and what is your plan or approach uh, for drafting quarterbacks going into startup drafts? Okay. Um, All right. So value wise. Uh, so one quarterback versus super flex versus two quarterback leagues. So one quarterback leagues, I'm probably waiting on quarterbacks. Um, I, I, I guess in terms of, you know, valuing, I, I think, you know, we've known this for years, at least in, in one quarterback leagues that you, you can wait and get, you know, a, a great deal of production, um, you know, out of, out of quarterbacks. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't overdraft them. Although there is one caveat that I think that we've talked about, uh, here, or at least I brought up anyway. Um, you know, I, I think the Mahomes thing is a real thing, especially in one quarterback leagues. Um, and, and I know his value is actually greater in two quarterback leagues or super flex leagues, but, um, I think that the only one that I would consider drafting higher would be Mahomes. But for the most part, like I am probably waiting on one quarterbacks uh, in one quarterback leagues. What, you know, what about you? So before I answer, I just wanted to uh, throw some numbers real quick. So you mentioned one quarterback leagues, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is going third round, at least startup ADP uh, on DLF. Third round of startup ADP. Josh Allen is not going till the fifth round. Only 10 quarterbacks in the top 100 picks uh, yeah. in startup ADP in one quarterback. Yeah. I, I'm going to probably wait too. Um, it's just, I think 
the difference among one quarterback leagues kind of tends to swing more from league to league than maybe super flex in two quarterback because mm-hmm. we are in some one quarterback leagues where the value of quarterbacks gets pushed up more than you see in startup ADB here. So you have to take into account that as <laughs> well. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, were you gonna say something there? Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm with you. And 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 so you know the Mahomes thing kind of came, man, well, not out of nowhere. But I you know I've been talking about it for a couple, maybe a season now. Um, about you know if you have 101 in in, uh, in a draft taking Mahomes at, at the two three turn. Um, but you know, like we haven't done one quarterback startups in a while. So, um, so So, it, it, and it is, and I, and I even brought it up on one of Jordan's shows about it's hard to trade for Mahomes, whether it's a one quarterback league, a super flex league, a two quarterback league, it's hard to get him no matter what, because there's just such a big drop off after him. And it sounds funny because like you see all these other quarterbacks, but like in a one quarterback league, especially you just don't have to worry about it again. And I know there yeah. are injuries, things like that. You know, what if he tears his ACL or, I mean, he had his kneecap pop and pop off or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I, I, th- I think that he's just different than Agreed. all the other but, but even looking further back, so I mentioned only 10 quarterbacks in the top 100 picks um, of startup ADP and one quarterback. So you're looking at Joe Burrow's going 94 overall. Yeah. And then you look at the guys behind him, A.J. Dillon, Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown, Raheem Mostert, Leonard Fournette. You know, th- that gets you into the 100 range. I just, I think that I would feel not real strong drafting guys like that over my starting quarterback. Because you're talking only 10 quarterbacks. So there's at least two teams that don't have a quarterback yet. And we're drafting these guys. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I mean, what are the guys that are outside the top 10? You know what I mean? Like, I, well, I mean, got- because you can put together some, some guys that are like, like, are you okay with having Matt Stafford and Kirk cousins as your quarterbacks in one QB leagues? Yeah. See, I mean, so do I. Like I'm fine with that. Or where are you okay with like a Drew a Drew Brees? Obviously that he's retired now, but last year or or like a Tom Brady because it, I, I don't think either of them are in top ten top ten quarterbacks in one quarterback leagues, right? Right. So I mean I you know I put together championship teams with not an elite quarterback in a one quarterback league. So yeah, I guess I just me personally I start to get nervous being mm-hmm. that late and not having a quarterback yet. Yeah, And, you know, then what happens if there's a run of them and then you're stuck with, you know, Ryan Tannehill as your starting quarterback? Are you feeling good about that? Yeah, but I don't I don't know that. it. I, I guess I wouldn't let it get to that point, but it, okay. it, it definitely is easier. And when you get to rookie drafts, though, right? Like you're right. I mean, you, you know, you and I were in a draft where you took Carson Wentz in the fourth round of a rookie draft in a one quarterback yeah. league. So, I mean, you can get guys later on. I b- believe Josh Allen, same thing, fourth mm-hmm. round, something like that. So, um, right, so, so, I mean, so I, I don't know if you want to move on to super flex or yeah. uh, two quarterback. So, I was just going to say, conversely, you know, looking at super flex startup ADP, we have nine quarterbacks going in the first <laughs> round. Yep. Um, 
which is ADP. And I looked at uh, RDP too, and it was right about the same thing. So how do you feel about nine quarterbacks going in the first round of those drafts? Well, and so I think that it changes, right? Like, so last year uh, in 2020, April of 2020, if this thing ever loads, um, we had uh, only four quarterbacks go. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you almost have to be, and we've talked about it on our shows as well, like you have to be fluid with this stuff. So this year, the landscape is changing, and now you have all these quarterbacks going high, um, nine in the first round. So I think you kind of have to pivot in that case. Um, I think nine is a little too high for me. Like, I, I, I mean, there definitely aren't nine quarterbacks that I would take in the first round. At the same time, like, I think there's only one quarterback that I'm probably taking in the first round or maybe two um, because I'm probably trying to trade out. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not taking, you know, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. Like I want to get out of those picks. Um, Mahomes would obviously be on my list, but he's probably going number one. And Dak Prescott would probably be the other, but I would be hoping to get him later on in the draft. So maybe if there's some sort of value with Prescott falling, but. You know, I'm probably staying away from Allen and, and Kyler Murray and Herbert. Certainly Herbert, even though I don't have anything against Herbert. I just, I'm not going to be drafting him in the first round. But I, I think it's just different because you have to pivot. Also, keep in mind, Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys who's going in the first round, which is insane. So um, so but, what, if, what if you're not able to trade out of that pick and you have to pick mid-first round? And yeah. you have a bunch of quarterbacks gone... And maybe Christian McCaffrey's gone, but you're you're left with decision between some of these other quarterbacks and like Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Yeah, in that case, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go after like I mean, I feel like I can always trade out of these picks, but yeah, I'm probably going to go after like a Jonathan Taylor or something like that. You know, maybe maybe if Dak's there, if Dak was gone, or you know, probably not, but um you know, probably not. If Dak was gone, I'm probably not going after one of the other quarterbacks. I, I just, I, I think that it's just all about value. And if there's nine of them going in the first round, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to take guys later on. Okay. Um, so, but I, I don't know. How does, how does yours change from year to year like that? I, I, I mean, I know you're kind of in the same boat as me, but um, you know, I, 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 like, I don't think you're going to be taking Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence in the first round of startups this year. Uh, probably not, but I don't know that I feel great taking these running backs either. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, maybe. Um, but if you're talking Saquon Barkley versus, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't want to say Deshaun Watson cause I think his value has fallen beyond that, but yeah. you know, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, I, I don't know. I think yeah. I would, I think that would be a tough decision. Yeah, I definitely think it would it would be, but you can, and I also think you can. There, I think that there are always going to be deals to be made anyway. Maybe you just take a hit on value, but you know. But didn't we find last year that it was tough trading out of the first round? Well, it was tough trading out. In some, it got more difficult because everyone wanted to trade out. But at the same time, I didn't particularly have difficulties trading out of, um, of of you know, first round of startups. Um, and actually one of the guys that I was taking was Dak Prescott. Mind you, it mm-hmm. was at the end of the first round. So, um, but yeah, I always want to trade out, but I don't, I mean, we can sit here and pick, like, I, I don't, I don't have any issue doing that. Um, I, I think my issue would be if, 
you know, you're in that six, seven, eight, nine range, and you know, you're picking between Herbert and Lamar Jackson and Lawrence. Although, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what I would do. I tend to think that Dak Prescott is not actually going to go this high. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I don't think that he's going to be necessarily, you know, QB, you know, at 105 in every draft. Um, no, but if I'm mid first round, mm-hmm. I'm just taking Dak Prescott and not trying to trade back and hope that he falls to me. Yeah. No, I, no, I get you. Um, so, so let me ask you this. So you mentioned the number of quarterbacks last year in first round startup versus this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's more to do with elevation of these quarterbacks or the other positions falling? So I think it's a combination of things. So I think it has to do with a, the injuries at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if Saquon Barkley had another killer year and so did, uh, and, and Christian McCaffrey, like, yeah, I, I think, think that yeah. you, you would firmly have them up there. Um, it, and then, you know, you can get into, uh, the Michael Thomas stuff. If Michael Thomas would have had another wide receiver top five season, I think he would have been there. Yeah. Um, but you know, he got injured. Um, so I think it has to do with not a lot happening at these other positions. Uh, you know, Devonte Adams, I think is a little bit, it's more because of age. Um, and you know, some of these other guys, Dalvin cook, I mean, now you have it, it's about how the market sees these players and, you know, people are trying to get ahead of the curve. So they want the next sexy player. And so, you know, whereas I think you and I are probably taking the guys who are just the, uh, not as sexy of a pick, uh, but who are producing. So like, my guess is that you're, you, you would take Kamara in round two all day long, you know, or Dalvin cook, like you'd be uh, all in, a, you'd be in on these players. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so would I rather than, um, when they probably pr- for production wise, they should be going up there. Um, so and real quick, Michael Thomas falling to 50 overall is insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what we're doing here, folks. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that it's a combination of, of a lot of things. Like yeah. if, Justin, if Justin Herbert hadn't had this great year this year, would we be talking about him in the first round? No. I mean, if we wouldn't have this elite Andrew Luck-like prospect, John Elway-like prospect and Trevor Lawrence, would we be talking about it? No. Um, you know, Watson would have been up there. Lamar was probably going to be up there. Um, Kyler Murray is going to be up there. Josh Allen had a killer year, so he's up there. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a combination of all these different things. Okay. So, so two quarterback leagues. Um, so this is actually really interesting because I did my first two quarterback league a couple years ago and I think I was right on the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you almost have to hammer quarterback early. Um, Two quarterback leagues. If if any if there's anyone, and I don't think you actually play in one, but I do not. But you know everything about mine, so um, because you and I just talk about all these things. But two quarterback leagues, uh, you have to hit quarterback early. So are you going into a startup draft saying I'm taking a quarterback in two of the first three rounds? For sure, okay. no question about it. As a matter of fact, like. I would just feel more comfortable taking him one, two. Okay. Um, I, I think that there are other things that we know now that could help us. Like when I did that, um, so my league was, um, 
I took Russell Wilson in the first round. And then I believe in the second round, I took, or it might have been the third round, I took Matt Stafford. And I, it might have been the second round. Not, I'm not really sure um, off the top of my head. But I, I think it was the right process um, in doing that and, and going one, two like that. Where I screwed up was taking Rosen in like the fifth round or sixth round. Um, and we know better now uh, not to take these unproven guys. Um, especially in two quarterback leagues. So I think, I think the thing with startup drafts and two quarterback leagues, it's more about not getting risky with some of these players. Now I do say that. And one of the guys that, um, I'm closest with in my two quarterback league actually took a shot on Patrick Mahomes as a rookie, which would have, I, in my opinion was, was a risk. Um, but you know, that ended up working out for him. I don't think that that always would be the case, um, but Mahomes did have a pretty good profile. So, so two quarterback leagues. So if you're talking, taking quarterback one, two in your mm-hmm. startup, where are you taking the third one? Yeah. So I'll probably, I'd probably wait another round, but at the same time, you know, being three, three seasons out, four seasons out right now. And funny enough, I've been in the championship game two of the three seasons that I've nice. been in the league. But um, I, 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 just from knowing about how the leagues go and people not really understanding how valuable quarterbacks are, it's so hard to get quarterbacks later on, um, like, uh, you know, a year yeah. afterwards, unless it's in a rookie draft. And, and, and and so I'm about minimizing risk in two quarterback leagues. So, you know, I'm not, I, I would rather, t- I would rather sacrifice that where the running backs and the receivers where I could be taking those elite guys, because I'm going to get those guys in the rookie drafts and I have no issues taking them there. Gotcha. Whereas, you know, you're, I don't want to be taking rookie quarterbacks in the rookie drafts um, in, in two quarterback leagues. So Because you could have a late pick in the rookie drafts and, the value at those other positions is going to fall because there's so many quarterbacks going early without question. And then it it also helps in the league that I'm in. It's, it's a two tight end league as well, Mm -hmm. which it doesn't have any tight end premium scoring, but um, I I mean, I mean, I think I got the the number one tight end last year was Cole Komet. Um, I, I mean, in a two quarterback, two tight end league, you can make, I think you can make the case pretty easily that Komet should have been a first round pick. And I got him in the mid second, I think. So gotcha. um, it, that adds another layer because when you get into a two tight end, two quarterback league, especially if there's two two tight ends with a tight end premium scoring, you um, you're, you're in my opinion, your first four picks have to be quarterback, quarterback, tight end, tight end. Wow. Uh, just because like it is so difficult to get those guys later on. So uh, you know, or you know, maybe your four of your first five round picks mm-hmm. um, just because, and, and and like, I just, I don't have any issue doing it where those are the positions that I'm valuing and I hit those the hardest. Um, and, and I'll take that year off at running back and receiver, but I would probably pivot at that point to more of a wide receiver because I'd just go volume at running back after that. So, so talking about pivoting during a startup draft, so you're going in with this plan. Does your plan change if quarterbacks start to go earlier or later than expected? Hmm. That's interesting. So are you talking just in two quarterback? Or are you talking about super flex also? Uh, it could be any of them. It could be one quarterback. 
-hmm. maybe you don't plan on taking quarterbacks until later, but then they start going earlier than you expect them to go. So one quarterback leagues, I don't really have any issues going with like, uh, you know, the veteran guys. So I'll, I'll hold off on, on one quarterback leagues and, and and take like a Roethlisberger and and play him a year. And then, you know, kind of sit on one of these rookies or something like that, you know, take a shot on a Josh Allen. Obviously that would have been a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to panic from it, but at the same time, like that's not going to happen in, in super flex and two quarterback leagues. Cause I'm going to value them high enough. Um, I guess what I will say is, is that, you know, I think Jordan a couple years ago identified like a weakness in, um, some of these quarterbacks and being able to wait on quarterback, even in super flex leagues and being able to win like that, which I think that. That was almost like a hole that was exposed, and I think that kind of dried up at this point. So there's enough people that know about it where, you know, I think Jordan was in super flex drafts. He was waiting until round six, seven, and eight to draft his quarterbacks, and he was getting, and we'll talk about it here, but, um, you know, he was getting guys with top six finishes in their careers in round six, seven, and eight. And, you know, he was crushing it because of it. So, yeah, one of our startups last year, I had Mahomes at 101, but I got Aaron Rodgers in the sixth round. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think you can do well with waiting, even in super flex drafts. I think you, it's a it's a it's about profiles at that point. I, I am curious, though. Do you disagree about the two quarterback leagues? Would you, you know, you know, would you worry about wait or like do you agree that you should be taking quarter but you're two out of the first three rounds you should be going quarterback yes i absolutely agree with that oh you do agree okay i agree with that it got me on the tight end part that for two tight end league going two tight ends that early um i don't know that i would do that but yeah i i'm totally on board with taking quarterback two of the first three rounds uh in that though yeah and 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 even in Superflex. So I guess the other part of, you know, if if quarterbacks are going earlier, but what about the other side of that? If there's not nine quarterbacks going in the first round and you only see maybe four or five of them, because we had, you know, a draft that we were co-owning a team last year that we took Mahomes at 101. Yeah. And I think Dak fell to us at 212. Yeah, I think if it's a guy that you like, um, you should just jump all over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I, 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 I don't necessarily, well, so, I mean, you and I don't really panic in drafts anyway. Right. Like, right. cause we just assume that we're going fi- to figure it out and we're going to. Yep. So like, I, I, I mean, I think in that draft, we were hoping that on the two, three turn that either Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott fell to us. And then both of them fell. Um, and I think we actually had the conversation about going Dak and Wilson there, but I think we decided against it. But so I, yeah, I, I don't think that we're going to panic in order to, you know, to pivot away from, you know, that I, th- I think we're still going to take the players that we like, the profiles that we like. Uh, I, I don't think the conversation has been ever been had between you and I where, you know, uh, all these players are going, we better, you know, in the second round and, you know, we're going, we better jump on the train and, and, and grab one of these non QBs or, or whatnot. So, um, I, I don't know. Like I, 
I, I think that we just know what to do at this point and, and know how to pivot. And we have the players that we like and, you know, we can pivot away. And, uh, you know, if you if players aren't available when it comes to you in the second round um, at, at the quarterback position, you just pivot and you're, you're looking at a whole different subset of players at that point. So, um, you know, it's a Tyson thing. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Right. <laughs> And then it changes. And, and I mean, I think that that's how we approach it, too. So, yeah. So going into these drafts, are there certain quarterbacks or certain types of quarterbacks that you tend to target? Yes. So I used to get risky and I would I would uh, and I remember a dra- our I think our first startup draft together where we weren't co-owning a team or going against each other i know i had directed teddy bridgewater and i think it was his second year maybe and uh i know that you were like damn it i was going to take bridgewater or whatever um and it was a risky pick and it it wasn't a mm-hmm. good pick and you know looking back that's it just wasn't a smart move um so i tend to stay away from the riskier players um you know like like herbert is not a guy that i'm going to be going after this year um, his price is too high. And it was kind of the same thing with Kyler Murray last year, right. um, except he actually had a good year. Um, albeit it was, in my opinion, more because of his legs and you know his arm. So I, I think that these players that, were, that they're picking, I, I would much rather be on the Josh Allen end of things two years ago, drafting him two years ago rather than right now. And as a matter of fact, I, I did. Um, you know, I'm fine taking risks on guys like that at the right cost. And it ends up being later on in draft. So I'm probably not going for the riskier players. Um, I, you know, I'll go and not to, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away Jordan's book or anything, but like we've learned about top six finishes. And so like, I am targeting guys who have done it before. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that there also is, you know, kind of just, we have a group of players that you know, we like at the quarterback position. I think there's different ways of doing combinations of them. And I think you can kind of go with two kind of middling round guys, you know, fifth and sixth round guys, you know, maybe that's a Kirk cousins and a Stafford or, um, you know, maybe a Tannehill in there. Um, or you could go quarterback early and then, you know, take a guy later on. Oh, wait. But I, I mean, I think it's about being fluid and seeing where you're at in the draft and where you're, where you're going to be able to pick these guys and where you're going to be able to find them. Um, you know, Rogers was a guy last year that we were all over. Um, and it just so happened that like, I didn't really care about, you know, taking two older guys. So, you know, like yeah. I, had, I had drafted Aaron Rodgers rather early and I didn't have an issue taking Tom Brady. Now maybe that changes things for me later on in the draft where I'm taking a fourth quarterback and a super flex. I think that you, you would be more willing to stray from the top six finish thing than I would. Um, I'm interested to hear on if you would, is there, is there a player or are there players that, you know, might, that you would take a gamble on that maybe they haven't hit for a top six finish, but, you know, you're willing to draft him anyway. Yeah. So you mentioned Herbert. Mm -hmm. I I would probably take a risk on him. You know, Burrow too. I don't, uh, Burrow. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Because of the knee or just because. Because I didn't get a chance to see enough. Yeah. Last year. Um, And so 
I wanted to ask this question too, because we go back to that top six finish and, you know, if they, if they've had a year, maybe, maybe they hit, maybe they didn't get a chance to, maybe they didn't play enough games, whatever. But then looking at the rookies coming in, mm-hmm. they haven't had a chance to hit for yeah. a top six season because they haven't played. So how does that go into the evaluation of where you're putting rookies in startup drafts? Yeah. Um, the rookie. So in, in terms of startup drafts, like uh, with the rookies, like I'm, so I, I'm definitely, it's definitely more about the value than anything else. Um, I'm not going to look at, I'm not going to buy into the hype anymore because I've just been burnt by it too many times. And even if you are, let's just say that you're a really good talent evaluator, right? Like mm-hmm. as, as a fan, right. And you're, you've hit on these guys. And I mean, I can look at my rookie drafts and I can, I can look at these players and that I've drafted over the years and that I've hit on. Um, when it comes to the quarterback position, there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot that we don't know. And there's a lot that we don't know. That's really important at the position. And, there's a lot of bullshit that is slung by the media. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many times did we hear about Josh Rosen being far more advanced than these other guys in terms of at the line of scrimmage and audibling and things like that? Well, it was all bullshit. Like they're that, I mean, they even said that like when he got to camp, they're like, yeah, he couldn't do the things that he, you know, that he said he could do. And I mean, like now you're seeing, like uh, a knock on Zach Wilson is his competition, right? Like, and so that's a knock by the media, but then you don't hear about that for um, the kid out of North Dakota state. So like, yeah. So like what happened there? I mean, he's in what he, you know, he's in what one double a or whatever the hell it's called now. And they've changed their name so many times. So like FCS, it's, it's an issue for one, but it's not an issue for the other. Right. Like, how is that? So I feel like there's just so much bullshit that goes into all of this and what you see. So even if you are this great Italian t- talent evaluator, there's so much that you don't know that factors into it. And so if you look at it and just at the quarterback position by NFL talent evaluator, talent evaluators and how much they miss, I, I don't, I, I don't think that we know as much as the NFL knows and to think that we know more than them and they're getting it right. What less than 50% of the time at quarterback in the first round. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and, and let's just keep that in the past five years. Um, so yeah, I, 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 when it comes to rookies and startup drafts, it, 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 I, I think the rule that I would have in my process is I'm not going to buy into the hype and I'm just going to, I'm going to draft those guys as, as uh, value plays. And I, and I think that if you look back at those players, you're probably talking about a Josh Allen and you're probably talking about a Justin Herbert and look where we're at now. So, but what, so, right, so but so what about you? Like I, you know, do you, do you go along with that theory or? Um, uh, I think for the most part, but you know, it is enticing to see some of these guys. Yeah. Uh, but that, but I agree that they probably will go earlier than I would feel comfortable taking them. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you real quick. So Trevor Lawrence probably never taking him in a startup draft because he's going to go too high. Oh yeah. No, there's no, okay. no, no chance. Um, 
I can't even imagine doing it knowing that I can move him later on. And that's a Scott Connor play, which I love how Scott, I love how Scott Connor drafts. Um, he's just way more active and better at it than I am. So, um, I, I think that the, I think the mistake that you have with Lawrence is that how is he going to improve his value in startup drafts from here? Like, what is he going to do this year to make you think like he almost has to have a Justin Herbert type year? Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that his his um, that he improves his startup position. So, yeah. And, and, And I go back to last year and we were preaching the same thing last year because we said, you know, don't get uh, too overexcited about Kyler Murray because mm-hmm. he's still a risk. You know, look at what Baker Mayfield did the prior year. Yep. But then Kyler Murray did back it up kind of this year. L- and kind of yeah. Himself. Little different um, than the Baker thing. I mean, Kyler wasn't really doing it with his arm this year. That's that's the only thing that I'll say about right. that. Which I, I don't I don't know that it's you know, that that's sustainable over the length of his career. Yeah. So I, that's a good point too, because, you know, there are several quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, rookies, and, you know, second, third year guys that get a lot of points on the ground. Mm -hmm. Are are you trying to stay away from that profile kind of in general? Yeah. I, not necessarily staying away from it because I wouldn't have had any issue drafting Lamar at the right um, at the right spot in rookie drafts anyway. Um, you know, or, or even startup, startup drafts where, you know, he was, that he was in it, but I just didn't have the opportunity. Right. And so I, I, I think that that's an immediate flip play though. And so I, I think it's a little different comparing Lamar to, um, to Kyler Murray, just because, you know, Lamar was, Kyler Murray was a, a great profile, right? He was one oh one. Uh, you know, in the NFL draft, Lamar was end of the first round. Um, you know, there were questions about could Lamar beat you with his arm, which, by the way, are still questions. Um, Kyler Murray was in a more uh, pass happy offense and he was beating players, you know, beating people with his arm. Um, so I, I think it's hard to compare those two. Uh, but I think, you know, these types of profiles where you have first round pick quarterbacks going later on in startup drafts. You know, those would be the ones that I would probably take shots on. Yeah. However, I don't think that I would do, be doing it um, often, at least in super flex drafts. I think I'm more willing to do it in a one quarterback league because I probably just take him. You're t- probably talking about your third quarterback. So, you know, I, I would probably go, you know, more veterans at the first two spots and then, you know, kind of like a developmental position. So, but I think also, you know, you're, maybe not going to have those same kind of quarterbacks late in the first round because like rookie drafts, you know, these, the value of these quarterbacks, I think are going to get elevated so high because these teams need quarterbacks. So you may see five quarterbacks go in the top 10 picks of the NFL draft where there, there may not be five quarterbacks that are even first round worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think the rookies that I would be targeting are in a good way of putting it is, is the, the guys that have the narratives against them. So like this year, like I would actually be pretty happy if, well, not for him, but if Justin Fields fell, you know, like I, I want the guys with the negative stigma that still have the great profiles. Like that one's like 
blaring to me, right? Like it's mm-hmm. he is, uh, you know, elite recruit numbers in college. Now, does that mean he's going to hit? Absolutely not. Like I'm, I'm listening to Chris Sims talk on Ryan Rosillo's podcast, and he doesn't even have him as the top four quarterback. He's got Kellen Mond above him. So I mean, wow. there there are some issues there. Not that Chris Sims knows everything, or not that he doesn't know everything, or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I, I want guys like that. And I mean, if you think of the other guys, who are the other guys like this? Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, you know, mm-hmm. it's these profiles that have, you know, they have first round pedigree and, you know, in Fields case, he had an elite profile recruiting profile. He's got elite numbers coming out of college. So it would be more guys like that, that people are just undervaluing. And then I can also get into like kind of the Jordan loves, you know, First round pick. Now, did that work out? I mean, it kind of looks like it's not going to. But, I mean, where you're getting them, it's not really hurting you. Whereas, if you were drafting one of these guys high and they don't ever hit, man, like, I mean, if you took Daniel Jones in the top three rounds of startups, you know, even this past year, I know know he wasn't a rookie, but if you you took him, and it's more about these guys later on down the line, too. But if you took these guys high, you know, Daniel Jones, Trubisky, Mayfield, I mean, you didn't get you if you paid a top seven first round pick in startups for Mayfield two years ago, like you're still not anywhere near that. Right. Like his value hasn't rebounded whatsoever. And you're talking about a guy who still hasn't hit as a quarterback one. And it's the same thing with a lot of these guys, Daniel Jones. And I mean, people, even though Tua had the the injury history, like he was still going relatively high for a guy who's never done it, who had all these questions. So you know, give me the guys that I can take five rounds later. Like those are the guys I want. So. All right. Let's talk some more about rookies and let's go into rookie drafts. So again, talking about value, uh, you know, quarterbacks in one quarterback versus super flex versus two quarterbacks. What's your plan on an approach going into these rookie drafts for each of these formats? Yeah. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence in a one quarterback league has to be a top two pick, right? (laughs) Funny, we're funny, go, we're gonna funny see enough, it. I know we are. Funny enough, we we where did Burrow go in our one quarterback draft? Oh, I don't year? even know. I think it was I think top three, right? Wasn't he like one hundred three or something like that? One hundred two. Right? It's crazy. Um, it is crazy. So we know not to, in one quarterback leagues. You should not be taking these quarterbacks. I, I mean, I think the only one that we've seen go in the first round recently, I think, is Luck. I mean, so in, in terms of. So uh, thinking about maybe a potential diluted class and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe an extremely strong prospect, Trevor Lawrence is going 110 in one quarterback ADP. Would you ever take a quarterback in the first round? I mean, I think it's bad for business. I, uh, I can't imagine that that's the case. But I'm wondering, like... I I have a pretty stacked team in a couple one quarterback leagues. I can't imagine that. I'm sure that, I mean, it would have to be dependent on the players available, you know, like in that draft in terms of the players that I want to target. I can't imagine it. I think I would just more likely be moving out at that point. But maybe if it's a league that they don't trade much, I mean, it would have to be a combination of a lot of things. I, you'd have a hard time getting me to take a take a, a Trevor, even Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean, uh, so okay. So you're uh, looking at 
I'm looking at one quarterback's uh, rookie ADP, and if you're picking 10th here, what we got on the board is Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Gainwell, Terrence Marshall, Elijah Moore. Yeah, and I mean, but so we need to see and where we'll talk. We about need to see. Yeah, too. we need to see where these guys are going in the NFL draft. For I mean, sure. For sure. But I mean, if there if there is a profile that's a value at that point, I mean, so a good example is, you know, like Justin Jefferson. I mean, if if you have the same type of profile and he's yeah. going, you know, at 110, 111, like, yeah, I'm going to take that guy over. OK, so let's just say it happened last year. Let's say the draft that we were in. Right. Um, Joe Burrow did not go 103 or whatever. <laughs> and I was picking at like 110, 111, 112. Um, last year, was I taking Burrow? Or was I taking Jefferson or Jalen Rager? Like I was taking the receivers over him. Like yeah. there wasn't any idea for me to take him there. However, this draft might get pretty weak pretty fast. Like it, it's going to depend on what happens in the NFL draft. Right. And so, you know, maybe there's a target player that is available in that range. Because that's the other thing is, you know, these guys don't just like kind of stack up where you have just all of the like – I don't love all of the players from one to 12. So if I'm picking 12, it's not which one of them is going to fall. It's I like four of them or Mm -hmm. two of them or whatnot. And if one of them's there, then I have to look at my next tier and say, all right, do I want to take the next one of the guys from the next tier here? And the answer is probably going to be no. And so then I'm going to be looking to move out. Um, If I can't move out, then you know, we have another discussion and another problem. So are you taking Trevor Lawrence in the first round? Probably not. No. Yeah. I mean, eh. I mean, if your team's good enough and you think that you're going to be able to flip them later on for more then I get it. Um, I think that's dangerous to do. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is a sure thing. Like I just don't, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think anyone's a sure thing at this point. Yeah, totally. So, all right. So, what about superflex and two quarterback leagues? So those those leagues, I'm probably looking to move out rather than take those guys, especially when it comes to um, you know in the first round of rookie drafts. Yeah, because like, superflex ADP, superflex rookie ADP has uh, quarterbacks in five of the first ten picks. Yeah, so like right now, do I want Trevor Lawrence in the, at one hundred and one in a superflex rookie pick or rookie draft? The answer is no. I would I would much rather see if I could deal him for someone else. Like for Trevor Lawrence, can you get Dak Prescott? Mm-hmm. Like one hundred and one or Dak Prescott? Because I would rather have Dak Prescott. Can right. you also get something on top of Dak Prescott? And then the other thing, and I don't know if. We were talking about it off air with Jordan or not, but, um, or maybe it was just me and him texting. I'm not sure, but can you just throw one in one Oh one into a Mahomes deal? Cause I'm, I'm in, if that's the case, because I know what Patrick Mahomes is. And I know that like everyone wants to be the, you know, the quarterback whisperer and be able to say like, this is the next guy. Right. But and and I know that there are going to be times that bite you in the ass, right? Like last year I had a chance to take Justin Herbert in a draft and I ended up trading out in a super flex draft. And I mean, I didn't really love him. It probably was a bad idea. I probably should have stayed put and taken him. But you've seen Mahomes and what he's done in the NFL and he's only 25. 
So you could yeah. have him for another 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's your confidence level on Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years versus Mahomes for the next 10 years? Exactly. And that's a, that's a conversation that you have to have. Um, and, and, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should be trading one Oh one, you know, in a rookie draft for Ryan Tannehill plus, right. I, I'm talking about, I want them to be more elite players. Now, yep. if we're talking about one Oh five, and you're looking at like a Jamar Chase and Zach Wilson, right? Let's just say that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, then maybe maybe we are talking about you know the Matthew Stafford types or a little bit higher. Maybe that's I mean I I think I would be setting my sights higher. I it's probably we're 108 or something like that. If a quarterback fell to 108. You know, like maybe that's Trey Lance. Maybe I'm trying to move that pick for a Matt Stafford and Superflex or two quarterback. But I mean, I'm trying to go for the guys who have done it before. I, I mean, I think that you can probably break it down into just different ranges. So like Lawrence, I would want one of the elite players. Like I'd want a Mahomes or I'd want a Dak or something like that. And then, you know, the next two guys, you know, like a Fields or whoever, you know, the next two quarterbacks are like, then I'm tra- trying to get like Russell Wilson or something. So, yeah. You know, and, and and I don't I don't know. It, 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 there's got to be a cutoff with with uh, you know where you take the rookies versus where they would fall on the list of um, you know quarterbacks that are already in the league. Uh, and so, like Lawrence would be below probably Russell Wilson. Like I, I I wouldn't want. I would rather go with those guys, especially when you're telling me I can get something on top of it. So, yeah. And I think with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, it's probably going to be easier to move that one-on-one pick mm-hmm. for an established guy. But when you get past him, those, that two to five might be a little more difficult. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's tough. Like I, I actually, like we talked about the Herbert thing in the mm-hmm. draft that I was in. And like, I, I actually think the process was right. Like I, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't want to be in the business of taking these quarterbacks last, you know, it last, I would, I would all, my approach anyway is to not be drafting these quarterbacks and not be drafting rookie quarterbacks and rookies in, uh, in, in rookie drafts and trading the picks for more established veterans at the position. Um, I, I want to be, I want to be taking the receivers and the running backs because the quarterbacks are going to get elevated to the top of the drafts where the quarterbacks and the, or the wide receivers and the running backs are going to fall a little bit. It's going to push them down. So if you have a one quarterback league uh, rookie draft and it's going, let's just say Jamar Chase is going 101 right now, you know, in a two quarterback league, Jamar Chase probably isn't going until 106, 107. Or in a super flex draft, he's probably not going until 104. So, I mean, I, I want to be in on those guys. I want the I want the discount on those guys. I don't have to spend a top five pick on them, you know. Um, so so I, if, I would rather let other in, people gamble on it. What if you're in the middle of the first round super flex rookie um, and say, you know, we got looking at super flex rookie ADP, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris are gone. Trey Lance is there at 105 uh, super flex rookie ADP but you don't want to take Trey Lance. Are you trying to trade that pick for an established guy, which looking at startup Superflex ADP, someone like, uh, who was, did I just see that was next to him? 
Uh, Is it Michael Thomas? Because I want Michael Thomas. Okay. Yeah. So, so I w- looking I w- at trading that pick for Kirk Cousins, or would you just go uh, say, I'm not taking the quarterback, I'm going Travis Etienne? Yeah, I think you could probably get more than Kirk Cousins, too. I understand that they go the same in ADP, but it's probably that stigma where the owner's like, if for he's sure. talking to you about trading up for Lance, um, he's prop or her. Sorry. Um, they're probably talking to you about, you know, moving up there and they'd probably rather have Lance than Kirk Cousins, unless you know that they're moving up for someone else. So, um, yeah, I mean, if I need a quarterback, I don't have an issue with, you know, Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go for guys that have done it before. And I, I know some of these guys are 30 years old, 31, 32. Like if you're talking about Cousins, Stafford, mm-hmm. um, Russell Wilson, even. But that's still a lot of time left. So, um, I mean, you know, I think you and Karen uh, were didn't like Tom Brady like three, four years ago because he was going to retire and another quarterback. Oh, we season, also saw so. that he was starting to fall off then. But, you know, he just didn't. I, I, noticed, good... I noticed that with all of what? his falling off stats. He had, he had a little better receivers uh, in Tampa Bay, I think, than in New England. But that's another well, story. Imagine that. So yeah, when you don't trust any of your receivers in New England, not that I'm right. defending Tom Brady, he doesn't need defending. So, all right. So what are the, the types of players, the types of profiles that you're looking to target uh, at quarterback and rookie drafts? Same thing. It's um, it's probably going to be more pedigree heavy. Um, so like the Jordan loves, I, I think it was kind of interesting. I did not get in a position where I could take um, oh uh, the kid out of Oklahoma last year um, the, for the Eagles. I, if I, if only I had it right in front of me, Jalen. Sorry, <laughs> Jalen hurts. Uh, yes. I, all I had to do was go over to the next tab. Uh, it's been a long day for you as uh, well. So um, yeah, I mean, I think he was another profile that I w- I probably would have been in on, but I, I thought he was a little bit overdrafted for my taste, but. Um, yeah, so I, I tend to stay away from a lot of people want to take these long shots on quarterbacks that were drafted in like day three, never doing that. Um, it, it would have to be the right profile on day two. Um, and so it would have to be like a, a Jalen Hurts who has like some metric numbers that that I like. Um, not really going to draft off of situation. I mean, how many times have we we All seen right. that? It's a little different at the quarterback position, but you know, I definitely don't want to be valuing like a Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> hi. So yeah, I, I think it's in, in terms of rookie drafts, it's always going to be the guys who are falling and have that negative stigma, just like the rookies in the startup drafts. So like last year was Jordan love. I was all over Jordan love. Did that end up being like a bad pick? Maybe. Um, I still think the process was right. And I still think that there's time. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you might have said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers when he was in his second year. So, um, but you know, first round player, um, he he did have some uh, some good traits, and he was with a pretty decent organization, with the exception of the fact that you know they kicked the field goal when they don't need to and uh, whatnot. So, <laughs> what about guys that maybe you don't feel really strongly about, but they go high in the NFL draft? Yeah. So, so, you know, all, Zach Wilson. Yeah. So yeah. they're, they're Mac Jones, Josh, Josh Allen, Josh, like 
Like, I no, I mean, seriously, like, where did he go in rookie drafts, Chris? Like, I, I mean, and yeah. you and I both did not like him, but I think yeah. it's just a process play at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Like, you are going to miss on him. Dwayne Haskins is another one. Like, I, Dwayne Haskins went 15th, but still, you know, a top 15 pick. But um, I also think about, you know, Daniel Jones and, and Sam Darnold, and maybe we didn't like them, and they went early, but you know what? They still fucking held value for years. Absolutely. And, and Daniel Jones still does. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and so, and so he's the one that I'm forgetting because he was a top six pick in the NFL draft. People hated him. He fell. And then he didn't do so bad after his rookie year during his rookie year. And then in the second, his, in the, his second off season, he's going what fourth round. Um, and so, yeah, like I, those are the guys I want. I would have, by the way, I would have been selling him. Um, And and I and and actually I believe that I sold Josh Allen in one league after his rookie year. I think it might have been after his second year. Um, but there is one league where I drafted Josh Allen as my third quarterback after his rookie year. I went Mahomes, Cousins, and Josh Allen with the idea of hopefully Josh Allen turns into something. At that point in the draft, it was like. Derek Carr or Josh Allen, and I think I picked Allen over Carr. Um, and now, I mean, Josh Allen's my second quarterback, right? Like he's her cousins is my third quarterback. It's not. It's the other way. It's not yeah. the way that I intended it. So, all right. Yeah, so what, I, it's it's a pedigree play with and 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 a market knowing the market and betting against the market. So, what are the the guys that you're staying away from? Oh, uh, so I, I actually remember Karen bringing up on one of our shows about Drew Locke. I mean, mm-hmm. that was an absolute stay away. Didn't like the player, didn't like the profile, didn't like the pedigree, and was the the these guys that go on the second day of the draft that don't have good profiles, um, uh, that are you know that are in better situations. They they they're in a situation more than anything. Those are the guys I stay away from. I mean, I could have told you Drew Locke just from watching him in college wasn't going to be good, um, yeah. and he's still not good. And and I'm pretty confident in that. I mean, again, like I don't I don't want to say that I can predict the future or anything like that, but he's not good. So um yeah. So I mean these profile these profiles uh low pedigree profiles um. I mean, those are those are the guys that I want to go against, or um, guys that are being hyped by the market for no reason. You know, like uh, they might just have a following; they get pushed up. Um, I, I mean, I, I let me ask you this: uh, Do quarterbacks that don't have more than one solid season of college production worry you? Because we got like three of them in the top five here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's dependent. I, again, it's, it's not the end all be all. Um, I I mean, I don't, I don't think that that necessarily is indicative of their pro pro success. So the numbers probably don't, I probably don't look at them, you know, as much as like, there's going to be knocks on all these players Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a knock on like, that's going to be a knock on Mac Jones. Right. And Mm -hmm. Mac Jones might be the best quarterback in this class and Justin Fields has two good years of heavy production. Um, and he might be bad. So 
I think that there there are indicators. I, I I would say that you know yards per attempt is a pretty good one. Um, so that's going to be one that I'd be looking at in terms of statistics. So not necessarily passing yards and touchdowns and things like that, because I mean, do you really worry about you know like if if you're Justin Fields or you're Mac Jones, like you can make a lot of mistakes because you have the rest of these five star recruits around you, right, and these elite <laughs> players. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't put a lot of emphasis on the numbers in terms of like passing yards and touchdown passes and um and certainly certainly not completion percentage. People think that you're accurate in college because of your complete completion percentage. Go look at and and Baker Mayfield was. Baker Mayfield's actually an accurate quarterback and he did have a high completion percentage. Go tell Marcus Mariota about that. Like <laughs> not an accurate passer. Like I don't care. I I said it when he was in college, I'll say it now, just not. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the numbers. Like, so what are you looking for out of these guys? Are, are you looking at the, at their numbers heavily or are, are you more, um, are you more pedigree? Are you more, uh, looking at their college production? Are you looking more at their tape? I think it's a combination mm-hmm. of a lot of things, but I think pedigree probably is number one in that list. Um, yeah. from there it's, You know, I think Jordan said it before, too. It's not necessarily who are you picking, but who are you not picking? What what are things that are going to rule players out uh, given their particular ADP? Yeah. And I and I think it's I think it's also, you know, seeing seeing the mistakes that you made in the past on quarterbacks and, you know, what was it about them? You know, like, mm-hmm. did you draft a low pedigree player? You know, did you draft a guy because you liked his tape? Um, did you draft a guy because you liked his situation? Like, I, I think it's it's about learning from that. Um, and and I think it's also all about cost. You know, if you're spending a higher pick than you should because you, quote, like a player, from what you saw on tape, like, I don't know that that's the best way to go about it. And, you know, like in, 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 I've heard it in multiple places. Like we're not really good at predicting this stuff. Like the draft, you know, how many times have you heard the drafts a crapshoot? We hear it over and over again. And so, uh, you know, and I, is it a crapshoot? I mean, I guess, yeah, it's an imperfect it's a crap system shoot for NFL teams. So it's going to be a crapshoot for, you know, fantasy purposes. And, that, and that's sure. the way it is because of the system, right? Like it, yeah. it, you're, it's just how it is. But, you know, I think that there are things that you can point to that will help you out with that. And I think we've kind of identified some of those things. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know that I really want to be putting an emphasis on these rookie quarterbacks right away. Like I would rather like I don't, I don't want to value them to the point where I'm looking at them as they're going to elevate my team to the next level because it's probably not happening anyway, just on odds. And if it does, it's probably a couple years away. So I, I, I mean, like I don't was Justin Herbert winning you? He might have won you games this year, but like, did he elevate you to a you know a dynasty championship this year? I mean, he might have contributed it a little bit, but if he was your best quarterback, I mean, I don't know that you could point to him and say, I mean, he wasn't a top six quarterback. Did he finish in the top 12? Yeah. 
the reason why he the, the reason why you won a championship was probably not because of Justin Herbert. It was probably probably because you had him as your quarterback three and you could play him or he just happened to be on your team or you had a weak quarterback room, but you got a lot of production out of your first quarterback and Herbert produced enough to be your second quarterback. It's not because Herbert was this elite player because he wasn't. So like when you look at Herbert this year, he's being drafted and it's off of not off of his production. It's off of, you know, his promise and what he's going to do in the future. That's why uh, he's getting drafted where he is. Whereas Josh Allen's kind of the opposite at this point, right? Like Josh Allen's, you know, actually producing, you know, he's got two top 12 finishes. He's got a top six finish. So he was the number one quarterback overall. So, I mean, that's, and, and, the, and that's the difference between these guys, but yeah, Josh Allen would be the one that I would want to be drafting high, not the, not Justin Herbert. And I would want to be a year early on Josh Allen rather than, you know, right. Picking him right now. So, well, yeah, but that's the thing is, would you, are you trying to get the next Josh Allen by taking Justin Herbert? Because you said, but, did he but, win you championships? But if he, you drafted him last year and say you had, uh, you know, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and then you drafted Herbert as your third guy, well, he's, he's your second guy because yeah. Baker Mayfield's still a good quarterback, but he's not Justin Herbert. Yeah, but here's the difference. Josh Allen wasn't a first-round pick last year at this point. Right. So, I mean, you're drafting Justin Herbert, who has one top-12 finish. I appreciate that. Um, but, I mean, Josh Allen had a top-12 finish, but you weren't taking him in the first round of starter picks. You were, you were, and of course, my, you know, DLF does not load for me when I, okay, there he finally goes. I'm trying to figure out where he was at this point last year. So, I mean, you could make the argument that Justin Herbert would have had a top six finish had the Chargers team doctor screwed over Tyrod a week earlier. <laughs> he wouldn't, you mean he wouldn't? He would have. Cause he was, he finished oh. like 20 points out of top six. Okay. And if he would have played week one instead mm-hmm. of, no, I and, and I get you, but the thing is, is with Josh Allen versus him is that Josh Allen, if you were a year year before now, he wasn't getting drafted at one hundred and seven. True, true. Like that, and that's what I'm saying is, uh, I, I would rather have the guy who had a top twelve finish, and then we are picking him in the third or fourth round. Yeah. Rather than the guy who has a top twelve finish, and we're picking him in the first round. I mean, Allen follows it up with a QB one season. I don't, I mean, again, how, how high is, uh, how, what does Herbert have to do this year for his value to increase? Like, I mean, he almost has to be the quarterback one, right? No. Um, you don't think, I, no, I think given his age, if he just does what he Another did last 12? year. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, and how much is he going to go up? I mean, like uh, what you paid for Allen and what he did, he produced for you on the field, and now he's got this, you know, 107 overall, 103 overall, wherever he's at, depending on, oh, shit, QB2 and um, the latest day. I mean, if, if you're drafting Herbert middle of the first round of a startup, I don't think you're expecting that his value is necessarily going to rise. You're just well, hoping you're, it stays where it is. Well, that seems like bad business. In that case, I don't want to do that. 
Like, I want to be taking the guys in the third round and get their value up there. Yeah, I get you. Know you know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't, hey, Chris, you know what? We play in start, we play in rookie, we do rookie drafts together, startup drafts, whatever. You can take Justin Herbert at 106. I'm fine with you doing that at QB5. <laughs> go ahead. So. Yeah, I'm probably not doing that. Either. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were just trying to argue with me, you <laughs> bullshit. So. All right. So I think this was, uh, this was great conversation, uh, great discussion on quarterback drafting strategy. Um, and speaking of drafting, we actually have the actual NFL draft next week. That's crazy. We should probably do a draft show, huh? Yeah. So maybe right after the draft, we'll get some content out, uh, yeah. talk about uh, where guys went and what that means. Sound good? Yeah. yeah I have a feeling that. Uh... I have a feeling that this rookie draft is not going to be as fruitful as the last one. So, uh, I think you are correct. <laughs> it seems like it's kind of top heavy and then it's just going to drop off, but we'll see where these guys go. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hammer, um, r- you know, the rookie tape this weekend since I have my vacation. So, Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it'll be, I'll be watching tape uh, and UFC. So I'll be watching the UFC fight on Saturday and then uh, I'll be, I'll literally be watching tape of rookies uh, probably the entire weekend. So nice. Yeah. All right. So until next time, uh, keep an eye out for that draft show and we'll talk to you later. Peace. See ya. the chain they be throwing me bones man y'all be throwing games i'm on a quest for the throne dope looks to my teams got these puppies and cones a lone wolf a top dog make me feel like i'm home and um imagine i'm braggadocious at times but man it feels good to be paying before the players prime it ain't a crime they're just mcgruffing the grind took a couple of rhymes to show you nothing but shine matter of fact let me explain who they are rambler man chris hits efficiency hard Karen keeping these fellas level at par Adam might disagree but it's a challenge when he are Views, check the views, dogs on top like Snoopy Spike on our opponents, the tune got them loony Owning y'all dogs, the Pluto to our goofy They the duty, kicking back, eating snacks like Scooby D-double-D, we will bring you the crown Evaluating teams, listen up and sit down Dynasty pods, a dime a dozen for now You'll see when we take your take back to